Morning with our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program, Hilchas Tamatoyro, and we arrive this week at uh, some scary halachas. You know, you learn these halachas, and there's sometimes you encounter something in halacha and you read it and you're like, well, this can't be nageya. This can't be practical. This can't be like halacha lemaisa because it's like too scary, too overwhelming, too frightening, and we kind of have to kind of have to like put it out of our minds. Um, we don't want to. We never really want to be out of our minds when it comes to anything. So let's be brave and bold. Let's face these halachas like men, like Lamdan. We'll try to figure out what we do these, you know, these, uh, this section of halachas. Kedushas beis ha-medrash, ha-medrash, kedushas beis ha-knesses. Halacha lemaison, you know, how Shulchan Aruch says one thing. And we read what it says in Shulchan Aruch. We say to ourselves, you know, we, we, it's not what we do. We don't do this. In fact, right now, we're enjoying our breakfast and learn program here in the beis medrash, in the beis ha-knesses. We seem to be flaunting uh, Shulchan Aruch, Mefurish Shulchan Aruch. So, so let, let's go on a little bit of a journey together and try to explore this topic and figure out, you know, what's going on with Shulchan Aruch, what's going on with us, and what, what's bridging this gap over here. So Shulchan Aruch is pretty clear. It's the Yashenim of Medrash, not let us sleep in the in the Vais Medrash. The Chalam is not in the Vais Medrash. Medrash, Chachmas and Nasis Karoyim, the Gemara in Sanhedrin. If you sleep in a Vais Medrash, you're you're learning. Rip, gets ripped to shreds, it gets pieces, little fragments, gets fragmented. Your 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 Torah. Shemember of Karayim Talbish Numo, someone's uh, learning was was uh, someone who was, was was enveloped in in slumber. When he when he when he learns, it becomes fragmented, shredded. Ein masichin beveis hamedrash ela bedivrei Torah. Your your um, words, your conversations, the beis hamedrash can only be Torah related. Avila mishin is atish. How far does this go? You can't talk in the base medrash discussions outside of Torah topics. Someone who sneezes, you don't say gazuntite. You don't say, you know, with the 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 labrius, uh, with the nice things that people say, whatever language they try to say it in. Um, when someone sneezes, you can't even do that. You can't even do that. That's how that's how severe the kedusha of the base medrash is. The kedusha of base medrash, chamurim kedusha of base and the kedusha of dedicated base medrash is even more chamur than the kedusha of a dedicated base knesses. Nowadays, uh, generally. Most of the Bate Knesses are also Bate Midrashim. You have Bate Midrashim, which are dedicated Bate Midrashim. They have a base Medrash that they don't have in. But generally, places where they dive in, usually nowadays, are also base Medrash. So to find a place that's only base Knesses, we don't really have that so much. You could have a place that's only a base Medrash. And in the Mechavar's passing, the base Medrash has higher Kedusha than a base Knesses. Torah over Tefillah. So, you know, we're reading this, and we're, you know, we're, we're wondering, like, um, what 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 you know what what about us? What about what we do? And it, when we look in Arachaim, see here it's more makutz. All the nice they came the shach and the tass say, you know, you want to really know all the halachas of what you can do and you can't do in a shul in the base medrash. You have to go back to Arachaim. You go back to Arachaim. Things get even worse. Things get even worse. We're in bigger trouble. But the Knesia says the mechaber. But the midrash says, "Ain't I hagen by him kalus roish?" The shul in the base medrash, you cannot have kalus roish there. You can't you can't uh, treat it lightly. Treat it treat it. Um, Disgracefully, laughter and just being silly, idle chatter. You can't eat, you can't drink in the shul or in the base medrash. You can't make yourself up there. What does it mean to be makeup. You can't put your makeup on? Okay, and what about us, right? So uh, I actually had a uh, Amos Kashtan Bohem. Could be, maybe that means you can't tie your shoelaces, right? You can't get dressed, can't, can't tie your shoelaces. Shoelaces get untied in the base measure, you can't tie them. I actually had a, 
Rebbe, my 10th grade Rebbe, um, I was, grew up in Denver, I went to Masifta in Denver, Colorado. Back then, they had a policy which was a, people from that door may know about this, it was, a, it was an infamous policy, notorious, a notorious policy in Eidem Yeshivas, they made you wear ties. Denver, they made you wear a tie. The Russia Yeshiva, one of the Russian Yeshiva had a, well, Mahalakha that, that uh, they wear a tie. They've since uh, been mavatal many years ago, after I left, they were mavatalists. But they had a minute, they had the policy, they had a policy how to wear a tie. And um, I, I, I remember a Rebbe, the 10th grade Rebbe, he was very mocked if the Eidlum would come with their tie unmade and they wanted to make it, he made them leave the Shi room to make the tie outside. The Shi room, you know, they had dinner, a base medrash, Kedusha's base medrash, someone would start making a tie, no, no, you have to go out into the hallway, make your tie in the hallway and come back in. Hey, Miss Kashtan, that's Miss Kashtan, is getting dressed, making your tie, tying your shoes, combing your hair. You can't hang out, you can't hang out in the shul, you can't hang out in the base medrash. Shabbos afternoon, you need a place to hang out. No, not in the shul, not in the base medrash. You can't seek shelter. Come in, it's nice and cool. You know, in the summertime, air conditioning is working stark. You can't come into the base medrash to cool off. Raining outside, you can't seek shelter from the rain in the shul. So, so far, we're in big trouble over here. We begin to have the beginning, the glimmerings of a of, 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 of first heter over here. The Mechaber continues here in Orachim and he says, And their students, people that are teaching, people that are learning from those that are teaching, people that are learning in the base medrash, are allowed to eat and drink in the shul, in the base medrash, what does midoichak mean? So Mishaburu explains Midaychak means if they have nowhere else to eat and they're allowed to eat in the shul, they're allowed to eat in the base medrash. What's this heter for Tamid Chacham to eat and drink in the base medrash or the shul if, if it's Doichak, if they have no room? So we're talking about people that they hang out all day in the shul. This is where, this is like their, their, their work environment, their workspace. So for them, they have nowhere else to eat. This is where they sort of live. So they're allowed to eat and drink in the shul. That's Tamid Chacham. <clears throat> Sounds like so far the Mechaber said, Mi doichak. They're only allowed to eat there if they have nowhere else to eat. Right? There's, there's, uh, they, they, uh, you have the dining room adjacent to the base medrash, the yeshiva dining room. The bar Hashem, there's so many people there, so many bachrim, there's not enough room in the dining room to accommodate the bachrim. The rebbeim say they have to come into the base medrash. That's what the Mechaber is saying. But otherwise, it's not Mi doichak. If you have a place to eat outside the shul, eat outside the shul. So the Ramah takes us further. The Yesh Armor says, the Ramah, the base medrash, Afilus Shuloi Mi doichak Shari. Some say, that Tamidi Chachamim, excuse me, are allowed to eat in the base medrash, even if it's not midoichak, even if, even if, it's, um, it's uh, a situation where there's enough room in the dining room, and it's not like they were pushed out of the dining room, says the, says the Ramah, even if there's enough room to eat over there, some say that the Tamidi Chachamim and those who are learning from them are allowed to eat and drink in the shul. Or the base medrash. The Mishnah Berur adds on to this. If you go with this opinion of the Ramah, that and those learning from them are allowed to eat and drink in the shul, even when there isn't a, a scarcity of, of available space in the dining room, the stamaladi in the shul, they're also allowed to do other types of activities in the shul and the base medrash as well. And those other types of activities, we'll get to in a moment, it would seem to include sleeping. Um, how far does that go? We'll get there in a moment. Okay, so the Ramah is disagreeing with the Mechaber. The Ramah is saying that this heter, we arrived at our first heter. 
Someone who's called a Tamachacham. A Tamachacham and his students are allowed to eat and drink in the shul. And says the Mishaburah, he extends that. That extends to other types of activities as well. The Mechabah says, no, only if there's no room in the dining room they can eat in the shul. Where's the Ramah coming from? The Ramah is coming from the following uh, argument, the following, the following perspective over here, which is, what's the heter for a Tamachacham to eat and drink in the base medrash, eat and drink in the shul? But we're talking about the Tamachacham, we're talking about the students, we're talking about people that are using the shul in the base medrash to learn. And if we tell them every time they have to learn, they have, they have to eat, they have to leave, go back home, go to the dining room, go upstairs, go downstairs, then there's going to be a lot of Bithel Torah. And their, their, their job over here is to learn Torah. They're here in the base matters to learn Torah. Talmud Torah, Kulam. And in the interest of maximizing their, their Talmud Torah, in the interest of maximizing Kedushas Beis HaMedrash, Beis HaMedrash is here to, to allow them to learn, to facilitate their learning. This is not, therefore, a breach of Kedushas Beis HaMedrash. Fakir, this is maximizing Kedushas Beis HaMedrash. If we allow them to eat and drink in the base medrash, we're getting more learning. We're getting more learning done over here. They're using the base medrash even better. So it's not called a breach of Kedushas Beis HaKnesis. It's called working with Kedushas Beis HaMedrash. It's a very elegant kind of idea, which is, which is very straightforward. Kind of, it makes sense. It makes sense. And this is the head of the Ramah. So right off the bat, we, we go with this Ramah. And we go with this Ramah, and we see that we go with this Ramah. People that are Tamiri Chacham and Tamidehen, People that are learning and learning from those that are teaching and teaching to those that are learning. All those people have a header to eat and drink over due course of their learning. And Tamachacham, the header is not just for the Tamachacham, the, you know, the, the, the Rosh Hashiva, the, the, uh, the, the, the biggest Tamachacham in the Shul has his header, as the Mechaber says, Tamachacham v'tamidehen. So not just the one who's already made it to become the Tamachacham, the one who is teaching, and, and it means people that are learning from a Tamachacham. If I open up, I open up a Gemara, I'm, I'm a Talmud of a Tamachacham. I'm learning from Ravina Dravashi. I'm learning from Abayin Rabba. I'm learning from Rabbi Yosef Karo. Anyone that opens up a Sefer and is learning at a Shul really has this Heter. He has this Heter because it says, Tamidehen. If you're teaching, you're learning, you're learning, you're teaching, you have this Heter of what? of not having to, if you want to learn, and you want to have a cup of coffee while you're learning, you want to have a bagel while you're learning, you want to have a zinus while you're learning, and to say, every time I'm going to eat, I have to leave, um, it's going to be diminishing my learning. Mavata my learning, you have this heter. So this is right off the bat. We have um, a heter for certain types of activity when we're engaged in learning. And the so that's why we have a breakfast and learn program, because it's breakfast and learn program. This heter, though, would not allow us to have a breakfast program. And that's why we very cleverly call this program the Breakfast and Learn program. If we had a Sunday morning breakfast program, we don't have this heter yet from the Ramah. Again, we're going to build this up. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of steps and stages over here to, to build up how, you know, in modern-day modern times, contemporary times, how our base medrash functions halakhically. But this is step one, is if you're learning, you have a heter to eat. Now, the Mishnah Bruce says other types of activity is also motor if you're learning. And the other types of activities referring to is what we just saw over here of, of, of slumber. The Mechaber uh, here in Hilchas Tamatar and Yeridei says you're not allowed to sleep in the base medrash. But what if you're sitting and learning and you can't keep your eyes open and, and you just need to push a 10-minute snooze to get Kayach to keep learning? You need to put your head down for 15 minutes to freshen yourself up, to, to re-energize yourself. You have the same exact heter. You don't have to leave the base medrash because if we would say every time you get tired in the middle of first seder, you have to go home and sleep at home because you're not allowed to sleep in the base medrash, you're going to lose a lot of learning time. But if we let you put your head down in the middle of first seder, put your head down in the middle of second seder, put your head down 
in the middle of night Seder. For some people, it's the other way around. For some Bakram, sometimes it's, you know, we have to help you get your head up in the middle of first Seder, or help you get up, get your head up occasionally in the middle of second Seder. Get your head up in the middle of night Seder. Depends, you know, everyone is, has a different uh, mahalach over here. But if we, we, we will allow you to put your head down for a few minutes in the middle of first Seder, you're going to learn much better, you're going to learn much more, you're going to get maximum learning time, so that's within Kedusha's base HaMedrash. It's facilitating your learning, and that would allow one to take a nap. And again, we rely on this as well. That's why you'll see people, um, you know, learning at night in, in, in the shul, in the base medrash, with their head down. I understand that they put their head down to be able to rest up. They put their head down in the middle of first Seder to rest up. Agav, we have to shift sideways for a moment and, and, and speak something out. If there's such a heter that people that are sitting and learning are allowed to rest, are allowed to put their head down, take a little bit of a nap in the middle of learning in order to get more learning done. So then what about this Gemara that the Mechaber brings down over here in Yardaya? That if someone who sleeps on those learnings, Nasa Karoyim Karoyim. Why should it get shredded up? You know, the Gemara seems to say this, you know, um, unequivocally, that, that someone that sleeps in the middle of his learning, his learning gets ripped to shreds. His learning becomes fragmented. We're talking about that person who doesn't have a heter. If he doesn't have a heter, Samasasar, even without it getting fragmented. When, do, when does this apply that someone's learning will get ripped to shreds if you're allowed to put your head down to rest? So something very interesting is actually going on over here. Speak at the, the, uh, the Mepharshim. There's two types of sleeping in the middle of your learning. And it's so kedai to know about this. Um, you know, sometimes a person's learning late at night and... He keeps, eyes, eyes are really trying to close on him. And he says, no, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to push myself. In the middle of the afternoon, he's getting really drowsy. I'm going to push myself. He keeps, you know, going like that. You know, like uh, your, your, your head starts to, you know, like, you're like a metronome, you know? You know, like mamish bobbing up and down in time to the, uh, to the, uh, to, um, to the, to the, to the, to the second hand on your watch. And he, no, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to push myself. Your head keeps bobbing up and down, you keep drifting off and snapping up and drifting off and snapping up. Sometimes it's an attitude of, I'm going to be a warrior, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to make, force myself to stay here and keep learning anyway. It's actually better when a person finds himself beginning to do this. You can't keep your eyes open, you keep, your head just keeps bobbing up and down. Better to say, I'm going to give myself a 10-minute nap, let me set an alarm on my phone, put my head down for 10 minutes, I'll put my head down for 15 minutes, and I'll, I'll get... 15 minutes worth of quality sleep because I'm really exhausted, and then I'll go weiter. It's better to do that than to push yourself and to keep, you know, have that, you know, that, um, I had a, a Rebbe Narcissro once used to call that um, uh, um, going into tuki mode. Tuki is, is uh, Hebrew for a parrot. The parrots, you know, do this with their, you know, birds like, they, they, they uh, bob their heads up and down. See, he said, you know, that when Bachram do that, not uh, Bachram exclusively, anyone, married guys, Bachram do that, it, you know, you see them like, you know, falling asleep in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the drasha, or in the middle of uh, learning, so going into tuki mode, into parrot mode, so it's actually better when a person sees himself slipping into tuki mode, to instead of letting himself go into tuki mode, to get a quality nap, because that's actually what the Gemara is talking about. When the Gemara says that someone who sleeps in the middle of his learning, misnamname, misnamname is talking about the guy who's going like this, who's, who's getting drowsy, he's dozing off, and he keeps, you know, going off and on, off and on, off and on, that's karayim karayim. You know, you're getting little mamish bits and pieces and fragments, your, your head, you're not halting cup, you're not able to keep a, a straight, continuous thread of, 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 of thought over here. That's the type of learning where your learning is getting shredded up. When you force yourself to learn as you're, as you're, you're, you're drifting off and drifting off and drifting off and drifting off. The, the um, 
fellow who is learning, and in order to keep learning, he needs to, 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 to recharge himself and get a little bit of a nap. A, as we just saw, it's mutter, totally mutter for him to put his head down in the base medish, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And B, it actually makes more sense. His learning is going to be much more efficient because he's going to get 15 solid minutes of sleep. He's going to be refreshed when he picks his head back up again. He's not going to go into tuki mode. His learning is not going to become karoim, karoim. Okay, so that's separating that out. There's always a heter to sleep if you're, needing, if you're sleeping in order to keep your learning going. If it's a solid block of sleep, that's not what the Gemara is referring to of, of being a, a, a recipe for disaster, recipe for your, your learning getting shredded. When your learning will get chasom shredded up and fragmented, that's when you know you keep you're just in this cycle of of of, of uh, drifting off and waking up and drifting off and waking up. That's when you're you're not going to be able to compose any any rational clear thoughts. Okay. So in any case, the Talmud Chacham has the hetter to eat, drink, and sleep in the base medish, and the rationale, the lumpus behind that is because otherwise we're we're reducing his learning time. And the base medish is here to enhance his learning time to maximize his learning time. That's within kedusha base kinesis. That being the case, the Mishnah Bura points out immediately something which which is very clear, the Talmud Chacham only has a heter to do what otherwise for other people would be a lack of Kedusha's Beis HaKnesses if, if it enhances his learning, if it helps him maximize his learning. But activities in the shul which are not enhancing and maximizing his learning, the Talmud Chacham doesn't have a heter for that either. Which would be what? If we go weiter here in Hilchas Beis HaKnesses, we see other things you can't do in the shul or in the Beis Medish is you can't use it as a shortcut, you can't come into the shul when it's raining outside, you can't come into the shul when it's too hot outside, you can't be silly in the shul, you can't make cheshbon, you can't balance your checkbook in the shul. So a tamachacham has no more of a heter in these areas than anyone else. He can't say, well, I'm a tamachacham, so I can do whatever I want in the shul. He's only allowed to do things in the shul that will help him maximize his learning time. Otherwise, otherwise, he's not allowed to do that in the shul. It doesn't enhance his learning time when, you know, he's parked in the parking lot behind the shul, and he's here in front of the shul, let me just run through the shul because I'm a tamachacham anyway, and I'm going to get to my car. No, that doesn't, that's not enhancing his learning. He's not learning right now. Or for him to, to, to do silly things in the shul, that doesn't, that's not within him maximizing his productivity in the base medish. So tamachacham only has a term to do things in the shul and in the base medish, which, are, which if he wouldn't do it, he would lose learning time. But if he's gaining learning time, then he, th- th- that's when he has the heter, like eating, drinking, sleeping, but anything outside of that that doesn't affect his learning time, the things that have to do with just like not, not, not being mindful, the Tamachachim does not have the heter for that. Okay, so that is the foundation for, for a lot of you know, our modern day um, activities. So A, one who is eating or drinking in the shul, in the base measure while they're learning, you're allowed to do that. You want to put your head down while you're learning to, to, to refresh yourself, you're allowed to do that. What about Sicha Betelo? The Mechaber, he was talking about Sicha Betelo. You, you can't talk in a Shuler based Medish anything outside of learning topics. You're not allowed to discuss anything outside learning topics. To the degree that a guy sneezes, he can't even say Gazantai. Can't even say Gazantai. What what's the best you can do according to the Mechaber? You, someone, you're in the Shul and someone sneezes? The best you could do, you're allowed to talk in, in Torah. You can't talk outside Torah. The best you could do, someone sees you can say, you know the halachas, I'm not allowed to say gesundheit. That you could do. That you could do, because you're talking in Torah. You're talking and learning. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I'm not, the halachas, it says in Yeridea, Reish Membav, that I'm not allowed to say gesundheit. That's like the people that throw in the alakal kolazak menish at the end of the alamichia, right? Same, the, the same, 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 the same
the guy sneezes, everyone knows. Everyone knows. Like, what's the, what's the from the Aseris HaDibris of, of Derech Eretz? If someone sneezes, you have to say, Gesundheit. You have to say, um, so Gesund, Gesundheit. Um, what do they say in English? Bless you, bless you. Everyone knows. That's like the first of the Aseris HaDibris in this Pasha Derech Eretz. Everyone knows. Even Goyim know this. You sneeze anywhere. All, all the Goyim, they say, bless you. Right? Complete strangers. You, they say, bless you. And nowadays with COVID, they say, bless me. But, but, uh, but the, the complete strangers will tell you, Gesundheit will tell you, bless you. Everyone knows the basic Terecheres. And yet, you can't say that according to the Mechaber in the base Medrash or the base, or the base Knesses. So, Kol you know, to talk about the weather, to talk about Pavlak, talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Can't do that. Surely can't do the base Medrash. So, what's with us? What's with Sicha B'Tayla? How do we talk about anything in the base medish, anything in the shul, outside of, of, of Torah topics? We do this routinely. How do we save Klai Yisrael? So eating and drinking, we save Klai Yisrael when it comes to eating and drinking. Agav, Agav, what about eating and drinking that, that is not, that's not over, over your learning? Stam, eating and drinking that, that have to do with, um, you know, yourself. Yourself, you're not eating and drinking while you're learning. So we'll get to that, actually. We'll, 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 we're throwing that out for the, for, for the time being. What about, you know, people bring in the, the mezainas and the mashka for a yard site in the back of the shul after davening is over. A kiddush. Meals in a, in, a, in a shul. So we'll get to all that. But for the time being, we, we saved Klaiso when it came to, like, a breakfast and learn program and programs, learning programming that has, that has food. But what about schmoozing? What, what do we, how do we save Klaiso over here? So let's build this up step by step. The Tamad Chacham Heter. Can we invoke the Tamad Chacham Heter? The Tamad Chacham, we said, and the person who's learning, we allow him to eat, we allow him to drink, we allow him to sleep. If disallowing him would take away from his learning time, so we allow him to do it in the base medish. Does this Heter allow a Tamad Chacham to schmooze in the base medish also? So it could be. So, oh, very good. So maybe sometimes it would, sometimes it wouldn't. Meaning there are things that sometimes have to be discussed. You come into shul, who's taking the Pulitzer ride this morning? Who's taking the van this morning? Someone's in, in, in the shul and has to talk about who's, who's driving the kids to school this morning. So that, that's something I have to discuss because I have to know, can I stay, can I not stay? Are my kids being taken care of? And if I have to leave the base matter to discuss this, I'm going to lose learning time. So there are sometimes necessary conversations that you have to have that if we force you every time to go outside the shul, you're going to lose learning time. So the chayra, a conversation which is necessary... But outside Torah, such as who's driving the carpool and related such topics, we would have the head of the Tamachacham if we force you to leave the show, leave the base medish every time you need to talk about something which is a necessary discussion, you're gonna lose learning time. Therefore you can have it in here. So there's there's a lot of necessary discussions that have to be had. But what about politics? What about the weather? What about the weather? The weather when it's unnecessary. Sometimes the weather is necessary. You wanna know? Um, is it going to snow this afternoon? Is it going to rain this afternoon? How long can I stay today? I have to leave before the snowfall. That, that could be necessary. Politics, is it necessary to talk about politics and based medicine? No, certainly not. Certainly not. It's necessary. Not necessary. You don't need to talk about politics right now. So there is. You need to talk about that, Tyrus, certainly. Okay, so you go, you can ask, you can ask the, uh, the, the people responsible. If you're your personal Das Tyra, you ask him for his Das Tyra. Yeah. But schmoozing, politics, schmoozing, talking shop. Talking real estate, talking business, when it's necessary, we could invoke that hat there. When it's unnecessary, 
More often than not, it's going to be not, not something you need to do right now. L'chayr, we're back to the Isra of the Mechaber. <coughs> How do we justify talking in the base medrash and the shul in anything that's, that, that, that is outside of Torah topics? This is very difficult to be mad to this. So here we're forced now to play a card. At this point, the only way to save Klaisol is really to play the following card, and that is called making a shul in the base medrash anatanai. Anatanai. And this comes up later in the Mechaber. If anyone got this far, if you didn't get this far, it's good to know for future reference. In Kufnun Aleph, if you'd Aleph, the Mechaber talks about the concept of making a shul or a base haknesses on uh, or base medrash on a tanai. You make it conditionally, and when you shtel, when you build it, you make it on the condition that that I am not allowing the full kedusha to be here in this shul. This shul is being built on the tonight that it's not going to have fully all the kedusha of the shul, the kedusha of the base medrash, and therefore it's not going to have all the limitations in halacha that come as a result. This is a, it comes from a Gemara Megillah already, the idea of making a shul or a base medrash on a tonight. You make it conditionally. You make it conditionally to, to ensure that the kedusha won't be there fully and the halachas won't be there fully. And this is... Um, our last resort emergency, emergency um, uh, life preserver over here that we throw out that really does save Klai Yisrael. The idea of making a shul on a, on, on a tanai. And it is a little bit of a sugya, so let's speak that out quickly. The Mechaber, the way Mechaber paskins is that it really only helps once the shul is Rachman Lathlan destroyed. It says the Mechaber, you can make a shul conditionally that it doesn't have all the Kedusha, but it doesn't work when the shul is built. According to the Mechaber, there's no way. And we understand why the Mechaber is so fierce in Yarday, because the Mechaber, Lashitaza, and Archaim believes that the Tanai only helps after the Shul is destroyed. Rahman al-Islam. When the Shul is Bivinyanov, the, the Tanai doesn't work. And the Ramah doesn't dispute this. The Ramah here doesn't dispute this. The Mechaber and the Ramah both seem to believe that the whole concept of the Tanai, limiting the Kedusha and giving us more activities that we can do, only works after the Shul is not around anymore, not while the Shul is around. What? No, in the empty, the empty lot where the shul used to stand. If I made it when there was a Tanai, so don't tell me the empty lot still has the Kedusha, like the Harabais has Kedusha. No, I made it on Tanai, therefore there's no more Kedusha. This is the Mechaber, so this doesn't help us. The Bir Halacha brings down a Tzetel, a whole list of Rishayim over here that disagree with the Mechaber, and that believe that in Halacha, the Tanai works even Bivinyana, even when the shul is erect, even when the shul is standing. That a Tanai works. A Tanai works. Which saves Klai Yisrael. And the Bir Halacha says that one has the right to make a shul on a tonight, and there's another discussion, a sub discussion with this discussion. Does it only work in Chutzlar? Does it work in Eretz Yisrael? That's also a discussion. Um, a the discussion is does it work altogether when the shul is erect? And the second discussion is does it work only in Chutzlar? It even works in Eretz Yisrael. Bottom line is, Klai Yisrael Saimich on an amalgamation of different Rishayim all put together. A the Rishayim that say the tonight works even when the, the shul is built. And B, that it even works in Eretz Yisrael. And this tonight, building a shul on tonight, again, reroutes the, the shul around the Kedusha. I'm saying I, I am deliberately not giving it full Kedusha's basicness. I'm not giving it the full status of a shul, the full status of a base medish. And therefore, those limitations that kick in aren't going to kick in. This tonight allows one to schmooze in a shul. This tonight allows one to eat and drink in a shul, even when you're not learning. However, there are things that this tonight does not allow one to do. And sometimes people out there know about this concept of making a shul on a tonight. 
But it's not always so known how far that goes and how far that doesn't go. The Bir Halacha says quite clearly that even according to the Rishayim, which we rely upon, that you can make a shul on tonight and that allows you to schmooze in a shul, allows you to drink in a shul, it doesn't allow you to do anything in a shul which is a total breach and violation of the sanctity of the shul, of the fact that we do learn here, we do daven here, we do address the Rebbein Shalom here, schaik and hitel and kalas reish, silliness, things that are, that are, that are, that are, are like disgraceful to the shul, things that are, are a mockery, things that are just like fr- frivolousness, that can't be done in a shul even if it's made on a tanai. There, there's no heter for that. There's no heter to, to do things that are, that are just very silly, very um, lightheaded, callous rush activities, there's never had to do even when it's made on the tonight. So let's just take a step back and, and try to put all this together and understand how this plays out in halacha. A shul, certainly in chutz arts and according to the Bir halacha and Eretz they also rely upon this, can be made on a tonight. And that tonight does allow one to do all kinds of activities even without the heter of actually learning. Um, do you have to make that tonight when you actually build the shul? So there's another sub-sub discussion. Some say it's understood that every shul in Chutz Aretz is made on a tonight. Some say you should speak it out. And Eretz Yisrael is pretty uh, agreed upon, unanimous, that you have to speak it out because Eretz Yisrael is one degree more severe. In the Chutz Aretz, some say that it's understood that you're always making it tonight. When we uh, made our Torah, I, I, let, I, let, I, I let a select uh, group of people, I said, well, this shul is being made on a tonight. We spoke of that when we made our Torah. Made it tonight in accordance with the, the, this Bir HaLacha. We start making it tonight with the Bir HaLacha. Um, but there, there are, there are the, the, the Paiskim say that in Chutzlar, it's even if you forgot to speak it out, the Stam Das is you're making it on a tonight. A tonight allows you to eat in a shul, allows you to drink in a shul, allows you to, to sleep in a shul, allows you to schmooze in a shul. This is what we rely upon when we talk politics in a shul. We're relying on this Bir HaLacha. When one makes a bris in a shul, you're relying on this Bir HaLacha. You make a suda sheva brachas. You're relying on this beer halacha. A suda yard site. Some want to say that uh, that a um, making a like a lechaim for a yard site could be you don't even need it tonight. Could be that's called a suda. Uh, a a, a, a um, uh, you're doing it for, for an aliyah for someone's neshama. Could be that's different. Um, that might that might work even with added tonight. Um, but certainly tonight also covers that. So when we use a shul for a kiddush, and we suddenly the shul becomes a dining room. We're relying on the fact that we made a tonight. If you didn't make it tonight, it would not be so clear. That it would be problematic making a kiddush in the shul. Um, again, when you schmooze in the shul, you're relying on this tonight as well. Without a tonight, you're not allowed to schmooze in the shul. So a couple things. First of all, it is worthwhile to remember that this tonight, uh, the mechaber doesn't hold of the tonight, and the remote doesn't hold of the tonight. And we're relying on a bir halacha. It means every time you schmooze in the shul, I'm not saying you're not allowed to do it. I'm not saying you're going to go to Gehenim. But it's kedai to remember, you know, that, 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 that the mechaber doesn't hold of it. Ramad doesn't hold of it. It is nice once in a while to remember that, you know, you're in a shul. It's a mikdash ma'at. You're in a base medrash. Three bunch of is here. And maybe I should try to be more careful what I'm going to talk about in the shul, what I'm not going to talk about in the shul. Once in a while to remind ourselves that there's a mechaber that holds. You can't talk about anything in the shul outside Torah. It's good to remember these things. Good to remember and remind ourselves, you know, the starting point, what the, what the status quo of the shul is. And yes, we have a beer Allah to back us up with, but we're backing us up. It, it, it's like we're being soimach on uh, a, 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 a opinions. The Mechaber, the Mishabur is comfortable with these opinions, but the Mishabur will still tell you, look, the Mechaber disagrees with this. It's good once in a while to have like this refresh and a reminder that there's something called Kedushas Beis HaMedrash, and according to the Mechaber, that, that really limits based on 
the, the, the uh, sanctity of the environment limits what we can do. And for us, you know, once in a while, maybe you say, you know, I'm not going to say this right now. I'm going to be, I'm going to go with the Mechaber. I'm not going to talk politics right now. I'm not going to talk outside of Torah right now because I want to go with the Mechaber. Once in a while, nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. People who don't do it aren't Shkatsim. Again, you have the Bira Lacha. But for us, nice to remind ourselves once in a while of the sanctity of the Medish. But taking that further, as the Bira Lacha just told us, there are limitations even to the tonight to do, to, to transform a shul into a, into an, a, 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 Community event? How, how can you do that? Make make paint night, make women's paint night in a shul in the base medish. That's chayk and kalis roish. Make it into a camp. Make a shul into a day camp. How do you do that? You get away with that. That's kalis roish. That's silliness. You have five hundred little kids running around. That's chayk and kalis roish. That's hitul. That that that's something that is that that's not uh, within achilas shtia. Shayna l'chayra. There should be, as Abir Allah clearly says, that tonight only helps if there's still a little bit of respect. It has to be something you're doing respectful. Okay, a kiddush, that, that's something you could say with respectfully, hopefully, it's within the confines of respect. You're respectful, you just have to be respectful and differential to the shul. But to make a shul into all these things, you know, movie night, paint nights, what? All these kinds of things, day camps. How do you do that? How do you do that? So, so Benos, I don't know, but I mean, Benos, they, they, they do Parsha. That's, that's, uh, well, what, what? Yeah, that is the future of Klai Yisrael. But how do you have a day camp in a shul? The best place to bring them. You should bring them. The best place to bring them when we want to show them how to daven, sure. How do you do it, Rabbi Yisrael? No, it's very problematic. That's not a respectful activity. That's outside. We don't have a head there anymore. So here... There's one final um, idea that's spoken out. The only heter, the only heter really to do activities in a shul that are not respectful activities, but etzim. And, and a camp can't be considered a respectful activity. Paint night, that's respectful. This is, this is a, you turned it into a, into a, you know, a recreational center. The, the heter is that when the shul, shul is avekeshtelt, when the shul is built, you don't even call the shul. There is a heter to say, this is not a shul, this is a community center. No, really. It's a community center. It's a community center. We also dab in here. We also learn here, but we do community activities here. The Paiskim do discuss such an idea that if when the shul is built, it's not founded as a shul. It's founded as a community center. Then you can do a lot of things. And this is why, by the way, it's not just a colloquialism. And, and they, they, there's a minute they call shul shtiblach. The, the, shtibl, the, the term shtibl originated for this reason. They didn't want to call the shul. They called it a shtibl. The shtibl means like a little house. A cloise, a shtibol, to say it's not a shul. That therefore now we can do, we can, we can, we can, we can do whatever we want over here. It's a shtibol. It's a shtibol, not a shul. So if the shul, when it's founded, is 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 presented and founded as a community center, then it's a community center, not a shul. You can have camps there. You can have paint nights there. You can have activities there, and you can also dive in there. But again, the place can say it has to be spoken out. It has to be founded on on, on such a on such terms, and it has to present itself to the tzibor as, as such. It can't call itself a shul, can't call itself a synagogue, it has to call itself a community center. And I believe, you know, that that's why we have over here on the parechus, if everyone looks on the parechus over here, it does say congregation, bedtime, synagogue, and community center. I'm assuming that when this shul was built, I never confirmed this with the Rebbe, I'm assuming that he, you know, his father was a very chash of a paisik, and presumably, 
it was done with that chesed, and it was done with that knowledge that you know it was going to be a community center. We're going to do all kinds of things over here, and therefore it was it was termed and presented as a community center. And on their stationery it says synagogue and community center. On the outside of the building it says community center. On the parochis it says community center. This is actually very oiskahalten. What they have on the parochis is very oiskahalten. That was that's the correct thing to do, the right way of doing things. If you call yourself a community center, then you can do community activities in the shul. But if you don't do that. And that's not how you started your, yourself off. You really can't do these things over there. Or it turns not a community center. It's a shul. It was done on a tanai. It was done on a tanai, but the places where, where there's davening and learning, you, we can have sudas over there. We can make a suda, we can make a kiddush, but we can't do paint nights in, in the shul. Movie nights. Because it's not a community center. But if you call yourself a community center, then, then that's, the, that's that, that um, final heter. And, and again, this is, this is why they have it on the parachus, this is why they have it on the stationery, why they have it on the building, it, it, it is, is because they it's not a show. They showed yeah, sure, that's Tama Torah, sure. Yeah. Nilsa de Bidichusa, yeah, Ravo. Start off with a joke. Right. For sure, yeah. Why don't we say, I don't, I don't know, I mean, saying this applies to painting is sort of a stretch, but to Kedushim, to other community things. Right, I understand your question, but I, I think the problem is it's like too many steps removed. If I say, like, I'm giving a shear and, 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 and um, to hook you into this shear, I'm going to start off with a joke, that's okay. To make sure in the middle of the shear you're not falling asleep, I'm going to throw some humor into it, that, that's okay. But to do something now, so that next week you'll come to a shear that's like too much, too, too, I think too many degrees of separation over there to say that this is a chalik of that learning, as part of that learning. Like putting your head down in the middle of Seder, that's a chalik of that learning. Mm-hmm. Having a coffee while you're letting, this coffee is part of my learning. But to have a camp in order that, you know, these kids should become from and come to Shul and Thavin, we have the heter is to say it's a chalik of the learning itself. It's part of the learning, part of the davening is too, too many degrees separating too many uncertainties, I, I think that would be the, the problem over there with that, with that uh, application. Okay, so hopefully things are a little bit clearer now, Rabbi Isai, the way things look, make or didn't, what we rely upon, and what it's, could I be mindful of that there's a concept called Kedusha's Beis HaMedrash, Kedusha's Beis HaKnesis, and, and how, what tonight, tonight is and when it works and when it doesn't work. Thank you all for joining. Shkayach. Shkayach.